Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this service and your presence among us. We thank you that you are our God and that you visit us with grace. We thank you for your great love for us and for the fact that Jesus died for us all. Lord, we pray now that you would speak. Give us ears to hear, minds to understand, hearts to receive, and a soul that will respond to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever been sick or diagnosed with a disease and prayed for personal healing? Have you ever had a family member, a loved one to, uh, who was ill, and you prayed for that person to get better? Have you ever, after learning of a physical or mental suffering that a stranger was going through, that you found yourself praying for that particular person? Now, I suspect that all of us gathered here this morning would answer those questions, yes, yes, and yes. We are not only people interested in this aspect of healing, but we're folks who have an idea, a belief that God has some kind of involvement in the healing process. Just the other night, uh, about a little over a week ago, uh, Patty received a text on her phone, and her phone was still on, and it was midnight. Now, for those of you who know me know that I go to bed really early, and I, I go to sleep. Uh, and so that text woke me up because I heard the ding of Patty's phone, and Patty got up to see who it was, what they were texting about. And it happened to be a dear friend of ours who was asking for prayer because her stepson, his wife, and their two children had been in a serious automobile accident that ended up resulting in the death of both her son, stepson as well as her uh, uh, stepdaughter-in-law. Well, in that moment, and Patty told me what that uh, text was, you know what I was started doing? I started praying for the survivors of that accident. Even though I had never met them, never seen them before, I started praying. You see, we have this connection with God when it comes to praying. We have this idea that, that God is somehow, someway involved in the healing process, and so we turn to God. Well, over the next several weeks, we're going to be doing a series of messages relating to healing. Hopefully during this series, we will understand a bit more about this very important topic of healing, but also I hope that we will experience both personal healing as well as healing for others. So I invite you now, as we begin this adventure in talking about, thinking about, and experiencing the healing grace of God. You know, God created this world with an amazing environment. Even though there are forces that work against our mental, emotional, and physical health, God has designed us as human beings to have healing mechanisms as a part of who we are. If you come in contact, for example, with a virus and you contract that virus, your body immediately goes to work to do battle against that virus that's infecting your system to make you well. 
If you're preparing dinner and you're cutting vegetables and you slip up with your knife and you slice your finger, you immediately start yelling and squeezing your finger, don't you? Okay. I don't know if that's a healing mechanism or not, but he gets Patty to run in to check on me. And then your body starts the healing process. Your blood begins clotting. A scab begins to form. Your blood begins to filter through your lymph system, filtering out any kind of impurities that might have gotten in when you cut yourself, and the healing begins. Even in our minds, if you have some damage that happens in your brain, your brain begins the process of reprogramming itself and other parts of the brain performing the function that that brain damage occurred. We have built into us this natural healing process in our bodies. Then in nature, God has put in out in the world substances that can help aid in our healing. And there are folks who are able to put those substances together that can enhance healing. And then there are folks who are gifted with the healing arts. By their care, by what they do, it helps us to get better. God has designed into this world natural healing that takes place. God has gifted people with skills to formulate medicines, to administer medicines, to provide treatments that help us to get better. Now, I don't know about you, but I have oftentimes prayed when either taking a medication or someone was taking a medication, when someone was being treated by a physician or I was being treated by a physician, that God would bless those processes so that health would result. But as a person of faith, I've also prayed for God to perform miracles to make people better. I believe that God can and does touch people in extraordinary ways to bring health and recovery. Healing can take place uh, through the natural disease-fighting systems that are a part of our world, can be enhanced by the medical arts, and can take place through divine miracles. And probably in most situations, healing and recovery that takes place at least for us because of what we have available to us, uses all three of those. You know, often people who are sick and are treated or prayed for get well. They're healed. But then there are other times when recovery doesn't take place as we hope it will take place. And we find that even people of deep faith sometimes pray earnestly for others or they pray for themselves and they don't get the results they long for. You know, I have prayed for people and have witnessed miracles taking place over a short period of time and sometimes over a duration of time. I've prayed for people and other members of the church pray for people and see no evidence of healing taking place. People continue to suffer with their chronic diseases and some even die. Years ago when my father-in-law was still living, 
uh, he had come to our house, so we at that point were living in Knoxville, and he had come to our house to visit uh, Patty and myself and his grandsons. Of course, in reality, he didn't care much about visiting with Patty and me. He wanted to see his grandsons. Can I hear an amen from grandparents? Amen. Amen. Okay. So he, he had come down, and while he was there, <clears throat> he came down with a cold. Now, in all likelihood, he caught it from the, the, his grandsons. And uh, so he was uh, growing worse, and I said, uh, Merle, can I pray for you? And he said, sure. And so I prayed for him. And a day or so later, he went on home. Well, several months passed, and he had come again to visit with us. And while he was with us again, guess what? He got another cold. And I said, Merle, can I pray for you? And he looked me in the eye, and he said, Dwight, I don't know. He said, the last time you prayed for me, I had a cold. I almost died. I don't know if I want you to pray for me or not. <laughs> you know, there's a mystery about this whole subject, isn't there? A mystery we don't always understand. Some people get better, some people don't. Some people are treated and they get better, some people don't. Some people are prayed for, they get better, and some don't. And it's sometimes it's difficult to know just what's the difference. Seldom is it that this person has more faith than that person. And it's not because necessarily this person's better than that person. There's just a mystery involved in all this. And so approaching this matter of healing, we have to do it with humility. I, I don't understand all there is to it. But yet, I feel we can seek healing and trust in God. Now, nestled in this beautiful story of the Exodus, we find an amazing revelation about healing. And I encourage you to stay with me for just a few more minutes because I hope that you can see and hear and understand and walk into this particular revelation. By the help and intervention of God, Moses and the Hebrews had been delivered from their Egyptian slavery. And you know the story. All the plagues that took place and, and them fleeing from the presence of Pharaoh and the Egyptians, going to the Red Sea and the Red Sea parting and them going across. And God had delivered them in such a miraculous way. But as they got across the Red Sea, they faced another huge challenge. They found themselves in a wilderness, an arid wilderness, that lacked an abundant supply of what human beings need in order to survive. Water. And for three days they traveled without finding water. Their supplies were running short. And you know what the people began doing? They began grumbling and murmuring. And we probably would have to if we'd have been a part of that crowd. Moses, are we going to die of thirst? And as they were continuing their journey, 
they found a watering hole. But around that watering hole, it wasn't like other oases in that wilderness with an abundant supply of vegetation. The vegetation was sparse. And when they went to take a sip of the water, they discovered why the water was bitter. It wasn't fit to drink. It wasn't fit to drink. The reason that place was called Morrow is because that's what the Hebrew word means, bitter. It was a place of bitterness. This place is a great metaphor for illness and disease, pain and suffering in our lives. Because oftentimes when we find ourselves in a place where our health has been robbed from us, we experience a bitterness in life, don't we? Life is less pleasant. Life is more difficult. Life often becomes hard. And we, like the Hebrew children, sometimes complain and murmur. But in the midst of this story, we see the goodness of God. The Lord showed Moses a type of wood which he threw into the water and the water became sweet, fit to drink. Now I find that story and that imagery so fascinating because there was an element available that provided healing for the water. And when thrown into the water, it made the water sweet. God healing. When God comes and heals our life, it makes our lives sweeter. And in this, God reveals His nature. Earlier this year, I was having some medical tests uh, performed, and the nurse who was running one of those tests reviewed my chart, and she asked this question. She said, is Dr. Ivy Williamson your primary care physician? And I responded, he was. And then she went on to say this. She said, he is an excellent doctor. As a matter of fact, I've been trying to get my husband as one of his patients. Now, I, I've been Dr. Williamson's patient for more than two decades now. And uh, I, I, I'm very satisfied with his care and believe he is an excellent physician. But you know, hearing what she said, let me know that in the medical community, Dr. Williamson has a great name. He's got a good reputation. He's considered an excellent physician. Well, on the heels of the sweetening of the waters at Marah, God shares with the Hebrews a part of his nature and one of his names. He says, I am Yahweh Rokah, Rofakah, Yahweh Rofakah, which literally means Yahweh heals you. Yahweh, the Hebrew name for God, oftentimes translated in your Bible as Lord. You'll usually see it as all capital letters. And then this Rofakah is God heals you. God identifies Himself as the God who heals. 
Isn't that interesting? One of his names. Just as one of our names is preacher. One of God's names is healer. The aspect of God's healing is prominent in the Scripture. Just a few moments ago in this service, we used as our affirmation uh, Psalm 103. And in that psalm, it tells about God forgives, that God renews. It says that God heals all of our diseases. And in the Old Testament, we read the many stories of God's healing, how God touches a sick king by the name of Hezekiah, and Hezekiah recovers. How that God touches a child of a woman who is struggling and heals that child. How God touches Moses' sister Miriam when she comes down with leprosy and she is made whole. God is healer. God is the healer. When we move into the New Testament, we see the nature of God revealed in His Son, Jesus Christ, the second person in the Trinity. And we find that in Jesus' ministries, we read through those Gospels how that Jesus healed people. A woman sick with fever, Jesus brings healing. People who are blind, Jesus touches their eyes and they're able to see. People who are lame are seen taking up their mats and walking away after Jesus prays and speaks words of healing. Jesus cleanses the lepers. Jesus even raises the dead. What a tremendous act of healing. And the list goes on and the stories continue. One of the reasons why people were attracted to Jesus in the New Testament was because he was healer. Matthew wrote about this. And he said this, he said, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. And then he goes on, news about him spread over Syria. Now that's outside of Galilee, it's pushing beyond those boundaries. Word began to circulate about this. And people were brought to him with various diseases who were suffering severe pain, demon-possessed, those with seizures and paralyzed, and Jesus, and Jesus, and Jesus healed them. Jesus' disciples, they understood that Jesus was healer and had given the power to heal. And so after Jesus was risen from the dead and he ascended into heaven to be with the Father, they continued in the ministry of healing in the name of Jesus. Peter spoke to a man at the temple gate who had been lame, and he said, I don't have any money to give you, but what I have, receive in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the man rose up, his feet and ankles, they gained strength, and he began leaping and praising God there in the temple area. And then we have a third member of the Trinity, don't we? The Holy Spirit. And we see that part of the work of the Spirit is that of being the healing agent in our lives and in our world. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul identifies the various gifts of the Spirit. And one of those gifts he speaks of is the gifts of healings. The gifts of healings. And it's interesting that both the Greek words for 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 gifts and the word for healing are both plural. 
It's not that the Holy Spirit gives somebody necessarily a gift so that they're able to heal people, but gifts of healings come as we are touched by God and healing takes place. It is clear to see that not only God is able to heal, but it is in God's very nature to heal. God is our healer. Our healing comes as a gift of God who is the healing God. God is the healing God. You know, God may not act in a way or on a timetable to bring wellness that we hope for. Healing may come instantaneously through a miracle. Healing may come through a process of treatment and God's blessing. Healing may come as grace for a journey through a chronic disease with times and seasons of relief and comfort. Healing may come as peace that passes understanding in the midst of suffering and limitation. Sometimes it is in the midst of suffering that a person will discover the deep, true life in God. Illness and pain sometimes enables people to experience that. Sometimes healing may come through the release of suffering from life by death and entering into God's loving arms. I don't pretend to understand it all. I don't. But I do believe that God is the healer. And it's in God's nature to heal. God is a gracious healer. And healing comes as a gift from God on God's terms. So our part is to trust Him, is to seek Him. We can pray often and we can pray hard for healing, whether it's our own personal healing, healing of those we love or people that we're aware of in the world around us, we can pray. And in faith, we can know that God hears those prayers and God acts on behalf of others. On this day and throughout this series, we want to encourage everyone that hears these messages, whether online or whether in person, to reach out to God and seek God for either personal healing or the healing of others that we love. Trust in God fully because God loves us. And for those who gather in this service, at the end of each service, we're going to have a time of prayer. You're welcome to come and pray at the altar for yourself or for others. If you want to pray with one of the pastors, we'll be stationed ourselves here up in the front and just come up to us and say, I'd like for you to pray. And if you're praying for someone else, we'd be glad to do that or praying for you. But we want to entrust it all to God, the God who heals, the God who is Yahweh Ropha, the God who heals. Let's pray. Father, today we pray that your healing grace would be extended to us and let us rest in you and trust you fully. In Jesus' name, amen. Come if you'd like to pray or us pray with you.